TV studios. This is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. The University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Jets Pizza. We're not just pizza. Try our sidekicks, salads, calzones, and more at JetsPizza.com. Adrian College. Championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to AdrianBulldogs.com slash MHockeyD1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. UCOHockey.com to follow the two-time ACEJ M1 National Champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. University of Mary, tickets and schedule information, visit us at goumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the nchc.tv studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Monday night episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. You can hear in the background Scott Storandy live in San Jose for a AHL All-Star Challenge that features a lot of college hockey players. I just talked to a couple of them. So uh, we're going to start right there. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining us from that big, beautiful palatial estate where he's probably got the same type of music bumping in the background of the basement. Paul, how are you? Well, who's got an estate? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Well, I just talked to a Long Island native right. in that Coronado. He said he's been right. by the estate, but guards wouldn't let him get anywhere near the front door. Well, that's more likely in his neighborhood than mine. Because... <laughs> anyway, um, the rain has resurfaced in uh, the beautiful city of San Jose as we prepare right. for this All-Star Classic, All-Star Challenge. Let me get that right. Um, I assume they're doing a three-on-three -three thing like the NHL did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round robin. It'll be very similar, if not identical. Um, the guys arrived, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes ago, got into the locker room. I had a chance to visit with Riley Tufty, a former Bulldog, and now oh, playing with the Colorado Eagles. Got a chance to visit with uh, Josh Doan last night and right. had a chance to visit with, of course, Matt Coronado. So Josh Doan, an ASU alum, Paul right. Hornstein. In all fairness, I got to have an ASU alum if I got a Bulldog alum. True. And, uh, and then, of course, Matt Coronado kind of fits in between. And, of course, he's one of the few that have seen the estate. And that's, you know. Well, again, his neighborhood's <laughs> a, a slightly different demographic than mine. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so um, we're going to talk college hockey tonight, but it's going to be pretty heavily leaning towards uh, what's going on in the Beanpot going on right now, Paul? Yeah, Northeastern uh, wins the first game of the Beanpot. Or as huh? they say up there, being Paul. Go figure, right? Um, you know, they play at Harvard. They were going to be in Harvard, overtime. Right? They, they, they were trailing 2-1 to one in the third period. 
tie the game up. Win about 13 seconds into overtime. Um, you know, love the love. It's, it's, I only use I hate to use the term bucket list, but I'm I'm almost 60, so. Um, but one of these days, I'd love to get up and see a bean pot, even if it's just one game. It doesn't have to be the championship game, but um, one you know, it could be the the, the first month. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the championship month. I hear you. Um. You know, it's 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 probably I I, they, I know Connecticut's trying to duplicate that feeling with their Connecticut Ice Tournament um, between them and Quinnipiac and Sacred Heart and Yale, um, but they're not anywhere. No, I don't think anybody's as geographically close as these four schools. Are. Yeah, um, I hear it. Play at that it. level. Okay, uh, I, I I don't even think they are up uh, in your <clears throat> quote unquote state of. State of hockey? Winterness. Winterness. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I want to play these clips right now before it gets too crazy loud in here. Hopefully you'll okay. be able to hear them okay. So let's start yeah. with Josh Doan, the uh, Tucson Roadrunner product, former ASU Sun Devil, and as you'll find out, a Chicago Steel member too uh, from the USHL days. Here's Josh. Hopefully you'll be able to hear it pretty well. If you don't, um, yell at me. NHL All-Star skills are over with. Josh Jones with the Tucson Roadrunners. Uh, Josh, uh, an Arizona kid, kid to, uh, to play an All-Star game uh, at any level is kind of cool, but the NHL one, just your thoughts so far? Yeah, it's been awesome so far. You get to meet a lot of these guys to play against all year. It's really skilled elite players that you get to kind of talk shop with and pick their brains a bit, and it's, it's been fun so far. Yeah. Speaking of talking shop, uh, let's see. Uh, there's a guy from Chicago Steel that you guys – played with you guys had like 155 points or something like that between you in the the ushl how nice is it to have matt here it's awesome it's it's always nice to see him again and and get to connect that who we had back when we were in chicago and just hang out with him and get to spend time with him he's just someone that i grew with as a player but as a person even more and he's really close so to get an opportunity to to hang out with him and have fun like this has been awesome Tell me about the Roadrunners this year. What, what's making them the number one team in the Pacific Division? We, we got a we got a deep team that's from top to bottom and a uh, trustworthy team that, that every guy on the ice can produce and every guy out there is, is a pain to play against and I know really likes to, to play against us, which which is always fun and it's it's just a good group of guys. We're all close and and whenever we're away from the rink, we're together, which which makes it way better. Tell me about Coach Pop. But you've known him a long time and, and had a chance to uh, play for him now for. Just about two years. What's it been like? It's been awesome. I mean, ever since I got here last year, the end of the year, it was, it was, he, he knows how to get his players to play for him. And, and, and players respect him and appreciate him. And, and everything he does for us is, is to help us all get better and to grow and to move on from, from Tucson, obviously. And, and he does not get humbly the job of that, but in games, he's, he's helped me a ton. And he's helped a lot of guys in that room a lot. When you stepped on the ice tonight for the first time with this whole group, what went through your mind? It was pretty cool. I mean, obviously, there's some really good players out there, so to be out there with any of those guys is an honor, and it was fun. Tell me back uh, those days in uh, Chicago with Matt. What what made him special? Yeah, he's he's an elite player, and he used his shot so well and creates space for himself because of it, but he's, he's adapted so well to this, this game, and he's, he's created space offensively through his shot, but also he, he's been setting guys up, which we were laughing about a little bit. He's, he's become a disher now, he said, and it's, it's just been cool. He's an elite player that has, has so many different things that, that can separate him. Josh, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoy it, okay? Yeah, thank you. 
All right. You heard from Josh John. Hopefully you heard that okay, Paul, did you? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, if if it wasn't, I would have I would have I would have interrupted. <laughs> All right. So let's hear from Matt Coronado, his running mate uh, in twenty twenty one in uh, Chicago. And it's uh, just the preview to the uh, All-Star Challenge. We've got Matt Coronado with me with the uh, uh, Calgary Wranglers, Calgary Flames. What do I call you, Matt? I mean, you play with both of them, right? Yeah, uh, right now at the Wranglers, so I think, I think that. All right, so uh, you played some time in Chicago in the USHL. You played with a guy named Josh Dell, and I asked him last night about you. Um, tell me about Josh. What was he like, and did you know he was going to be an AHL All-Star? Um, when I found out, I was really excited. Um, definitely one of my one of my really good friends. Um, we played together for two years. Josh is one of the best teammates um, I've had. He's uh, always friends with everyone. Easy guy to talk to. Keeps good leader too. Um, so we we had a blast those two years. Yeah, I have this right. You guys scored like 155 points, and you were second and third in scoring on that team. Is that right or close? I don't remember exactly, but we had we had a good team that year for sure. We had like I think Sean Farrell was on that team. He had an amazing year. So there was a, there were a bunch of really good players, um, and it was a lot of fun. Like we ended up winning, so it was it was awesome. Tell me about growing up on Long Island. Uh, you got an opportunity to play, and then you go to the uh, to Hartford of all places. Yeah, well, there's more and more guys coming from Long Island every year. More and more guys playing. Um, it's a good spot to, to grow up and play. There's a lot of good coaches now, and um, like I said, a lot of good players. But um, I'm glad I, I got the opportunity to go to Harvard. It's a great school academically, and not too far from home. So um, that was an awesome experience. So Josh told me that uh, you obviously have the shot and create your own space. But now you become a disher. Is that true? <laughs> uh, is that what? Is that's that what he told me. Wow, that's. I like hearing that. I'm getting compliments from Josh. That means a lot to me. So that's nice of him. Um, I trying to kind of play the game the right way, right? Like when always trying to evolve, but make the right play when the time is right. Whether it's a shooter to pass, but that's funny that, that Josh is saying that. I appreciate it. Tell me about uh, the Calgary Wranglers and, and just how good that team is. you got a great goaltender right next to you here, but um, it's not just goaltending. It's everything, right? It is, yeah. It's. I think having a, a, a great goalie is the first and probably the most important key to a, a team having success, and we have the, one of the best, if not the best goalie, so that's huge, um, but we got a lot of good players on the, on the team. We got a lot of good defensemen, a lot of good forwards. I think Trent, our coach, has been been really good too. So um, it's been a lot of fun playing with this group, and uh, lucky to be part of such a great team. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Okay? Thank you. All right, there's the Long Island boy. You're welcome. Well, I mean, listen, they're <laughs> all over, right? I mean, you know, you have to get over that. Uh, <laughs> you, know that, you know this 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 I, I bias that you have. I didn't record him uh, on the air uh, talking about the estate. I I thought I'd keep that private, but he said it exists and he's been by it. Really? really? <laughs> that 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 would be very interesting, considering that uh, I don't know where it is. So how would he know? <laughs> anyway, uh, your thoughts on those two and what they mean to. I asked him about college hockey out there. I said, how good is college hockey? Was this really good? 
Um, and it really does prepare you for the professional level. Well, I mean, listen, it's, you know, again, it's a third, right? A third of the NHL played in college. Yeah, you're looking for an argument or what? Because I'm not going to give you an argument. And, that. Well, true. no, I, I get that. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're sitting there and you're talking about it. Mean, you just, again, you take a look at the the roster that that uh, Matt Josh played on. Okay, and, and and you can sit there and, and like again. So I'll hear. I'll I'll repeat it. Right, Sean Farrell, Ryan Ufko, Mackie Samuskevich, Adam Fantilli, um, Jackson Blake, Luca Fantilli, uh, Jake Livanovich, Matt Gleason, Quinn Finley, Anthony Dowd. Um, I mean, are you kidding? And the goaltenders. I mean, we don't even get into the and the goalies uh, that 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 were on that team too. I mean, uh, I gotta, I if, if they hadn't the won, it would have been a travesty, wouldn't it? You would think. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, Simon Lacozzi and Ian Shane were the, were, were the were two of the goaltenders. That's I mean, sick. Are you kidding? That's just sick. The words that That's you're just, throwing out here. That's sick. Yeah, I mean it's just insane. I mean, uh, I just. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Uh, how do? You, I mean, and you know when I hear about, especially I hear about the the, the steel all the time. Uh, I wonder why. Well, I can find out next week, but. Uh, <laughs> and um, one and one Peter Menino is a pretty close tie to the steel as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, geez, I mean, you know, all I hear about is, you know, is, 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 is that team, um, you know, and and that's just a, and and that's just a sick team right there. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how the USHL works. Well, apparently it works well um, if you're in Chicago. And by the way, just so people are aware, the the first time I heard of the Chicago Steel, I heard of them, but. At first time I got to experience them, I'm going like, wow, how do these young kids go to Chicago and, and handle the big city? Well, the Chicago Steel are outside of the city limits well, no, quite well, a ways, no, by the is, way. So they're not experiencing Rush Street or anything like that. Well, no, not at that age. But, uh, well, maybe they are. But, um, no, my point being is that, it's not like free agents. They just don't go out and sign guys. There's drafting and sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's probably a certain amount of, and when you look at what that team has done on a consistent basis over the last 10 years or so, you're like, wow, that's just, that's a well-oiled machine. There. Here's the thing, Paul, they have to draft players, but they're drafting kids at 13, 14, 15 years old and, and trying to guess and that's what it is. It's a guess at how good they're going to turn out. You're going to tell me Anthony Dowd stood out to people at 13 years old? Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, uh, listen. Matt Coronado stood out. Josh Doan stood out. I, I mean, I'm throwing a lot of names out here, but uh, I, I think it's it, it's some really good uh, talent in your scouting department when you're building a roster of young guys. like. Right. And, and you know, when you're sitting there and, and and college coaches are almost doing the same thing, right? They're not much older. Not if you take two freshmen. Well, again, 
Um, I have to I have to look at because I get sometimes I get confused with with one. Um, one of the Coles, I think it's Gordon, right? Um, that uh, was in Dubuque, right? The uh, stupid computer is so slow. Um, you know, was committed to ASU for like five years before he actually played. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. You know, um, or, or was it Kyle Smolin? I'm not sure which one. It's one of those guys. I, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that somebody will get mad at me. For, <laughs> well, you're, you, you got a big target on your back anyway, so. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because uh, I can't remember. I know we've heard the story a few times. I just can't remember the names. Uh, but either way, right, they were committed to ASU well, for We know Matthew Romer was uh, committed verbally for a Romer? long time. Yeah, I, but he's he's not the one specifically mentioned by 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 Powers when we have. Yeah, him I know, I know. Kyle Smolin was said, one of them remember. too. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, it was one of the. But the point is, you know, you kind of have to do that too when you're, you know, if if the USHL and the NHL are scouting guys when they're, you know. Uh, 13 or 14 colleges are starting to do that when they're 15. Well, it's a little better, but still. And here's the other thing, Paul. Uh, the colleges and USHL work together. Um, they right. they want to see if, if a kid goes somewhere that they like, they're going to go there and, and give a certain um, input into how they want that kid to develop in order to get that college scholarship. So, right. okay, uh, before we get into too much more and it gets too much louder here, I want to play Riley Tufty. Uh, I played the Long Island kid. I played the ASU alum. Now it's time to play yeah, the Bulldog uh, yeah. with the Colorado Eagles. One Riley Tufty right here. To see a Minnesota face, uh, a former Bulldog, and uh, now a Colorado Eagle slash Avalanche. Riley Tufty with me in the uh, AHL All-Star locker room. Riley, what's it like and what's it been like the last couple of days? Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, you know, I think it's awesome for uh, you know, all of us to come here and you guys from different teams and different organizations coming here and all getting together and playing. Uh, it's going to be a fun game today. It's a fun day yesterday. Fun to get together at night. So I think it's awesome for you know, the families and the organizations to, uh, to get together. What's your thoughts on uh, the uh, college game coming to the pro game? How close has that gotten? Not too long ago, you were removed uh, from college hockey, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think they, a lot of these you know, pro systems and kind of modeling on what they do. So um, it's awesome. You get the work that you need to become a pro every day. And, uh, you know, I think it's taking a big step for sure. How close is the AHL to the NHL? You've had a sniff yeah, a couple sure. times. What's, yeah. it, what's it like and what does it take to be a mainstay there? Yeah, I think just consistency and, um, you know, competing every night. I think that's what they look for. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to make it, but... Um, you know, as long as you're playing well and uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that can go into it, too. But, uh, you know, sometimes it takes time to get to that level, to the NHL. And I think the AHL, I think everybody can play in the NHL just as you can stick. So, um, you know, my time up in Colorado this year has been good. Um, you know, I'm happy with the way I played up there so far and uh, looking to get back there at some point. You were off to a really hot start, uh, almost a goal a game, and then cooled off a little bit. But yep. that side gets expected, right? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, I was really hot at the start. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, I try to play most of my, my game in front of the net and screen the goalie, so there's a lot of, like, times where I'm not on the score sheet, but I'm doing a lot out there still, so, um, you know, they come and go. Uh, it's been like that my whole career. Um, so, it's, uh, yeah, I didn't think, I, I wasn't, I'm, I was on pace for 60-something goals, and that's, <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen, so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good looking to get up here again. So. 100.9 miles an hour in the hardest shot. Did yeah. you feel that coming? I did it. I never collected my shot before, so um, I had no idea um, what it was going to take or what I was going to get. So I uh, just tried to lean into one and, um, you know, and it's 100.9. So I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm happy with it. Did you get the trophy? You got to stay out of way somewhere? Yeah, yeah, I got it. So <laughs> right, bring home some hard work. Thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. Enjoy it. That's a bulldog. By the way, Paul, the hardest shot in the AHL All-Star uh, competition last night with 100.9. And he said, you know, if he could, he'd go back to a wood stick like you. Well, it's because he's smart. Amazingly, I mean, I don't... I, I don't <laughs> he did not you know, say that, by the way. <laughs> he should have. He should have. If he was, if he was really, if he was as smart as you say. <laughs> 100.9, he would have snapped that baby in half. No, he wouldn't have. How did you, how did Ally Afraidy and Al McGinnis and all those guys hit a hundred miles an hour with a wood stick? Stop it! <laughs> yeah, but he's a bulldog. Those other two, ah, uh, not really. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, I don't know what are we now? About uh, a little less than an hour away from start time right here in San Jose. But uh, you mentioned to me. Um, some different things going on. People have texted me and said, oh, there was a big brawl at the end I of the day. It wasn't a brawl. I, okay. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just telling you, somebody texted me and said, boy, what did you think of the big brawl and all the penalty minutes that were handed out between Lindenwood and ASU? And we, we talked about it and we said, was it really a brawl or was it kind of the referees let things get out of hand? And, and then it became what it became. <sighs> Listen, I mean, is it was it an unusual uh, incident for college hockey? Yes. Okay, it not you don't often see scrums like that anymore. Um, you know, this is not a water bottle game between you know two schools that have hated each other forever. Okay. Um, You know, this was a game between two teams, you know, the second night where things tend to get a little more heated. Um, I'm not going to say. Especially when the score is a little bit lopsided, right? Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and talk about how uh, my thoughts, I, I gave my thoughts on the quality of the officiating last night. Yeah, so if you want to go back and listen to last night's podcast, search ITHSW podcast, that, yeah. find the month, the Sunday night College Hockey West Live podcast, and hear Paul's rant because February he's 4th. the only one that rants on this show. I don't true. do any of that. No, true. Um, again, like I said, I did. I there's stuff that was missed right there at center ice. Um, we'll we'll see if there's any suspensions that come out of this. Um, I did have kind of a weird question that did come out of this, and I actually have uh, sent a Twitter message. 
to our buddy over there at the NCHC, uh, Michael Weissman, as the assistant, excuse me, associate commissioner. Yeah, get that right. Okay. Um, Basically, the question I asked him is, you know, when ASU came in to NCAA hockey, they were the only independent. And they, they contracted out with the WCHA. Uh, and then afterwards, they had the women's the, officials. Oh, you mean no, 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 the, the old WCHA okay. before the Big Ten? Yeah. Um, and and they did that uh, for the ability, to, you know, for a to have officials at home games and quote unquote supplemental discipline. At that point, she was the only independent, really. WCHA still existed, right? So the two, you know, and the C, the CCHA uh, was was no longer, but the two Alaska schools were in the WCHA. Uh, Huntsville was in the WCHA. There was no Long Island or Lindenwood or Stonehill or, or, or you know, uh, you know, or LIU. Okay, so. Uh, ASU is basically the only independent. So the question that I asked Michael is, I go, in a situation like that, if there is, is required supplemental discipline, who makes the decision for the road team in that case? Is it a situation where uh, the leagues have a reciprocating? So in other words, if the, if the WCHA at that point had suspended an ASU player for an incident that happened with, say, I don't know, pick anybody, pick somebody from any team. Would Hockey East or uh, or ECAC or the NCHC or, or whoever, Atlantic Hockey, would they, would they do this, would they just implement the same penalty on the player from that team? Or could they just say, eh, it doesn't concern us, we don't care? Well, first of all, if Michael answered you, shame on him. Well, not yet. <laughs> and if he did answer you, what, what did he say? So he hasn't answered you yet, but that's a good question. It, it seriously is that, you know, I mean. And, and, it, and now and with. Here we, go. here we go. We're back to the talk of archaic. Well, no, and, 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 but in this situation, in this situation where it's two independent teams, why, why can't? But it, Paul, if we had uniformity across the board, if everybody had a league to play in, and no, no, teams, I, I understand. No, I, you know, I, you know I what happened? We then? know that there'd be uniformity, and this question would not come up. Right, but it did, and it does, and it has. So let's fix the and I'm just curious. Let's fix it. And have everybody play right. in a league so we can have uniformity across them. Right. And the question is, you know, uh, what happens, like I said, if you're the road team and you're Lindenwood, and I only use them in this example because that's who they were playing, what happens now? I, I don't know. I think if a Lindenwood player gets suspended, they get punished by babysitting the head coach's dogs for a full well, week. I get that. They can't go. I, yeah, but how? Who, 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 makes that a, and, who makes that I official I think the coach decision. has to do that. I think the coach has to do that. 
who makes that official decision? And is oh it written? God, in, I'm getting myself. A- and and is it written into contracts that they agree to have player A on one school and player B on, on in the other school? If player A gets a one game suspension for an incident, does player B automatically get the same thing? Don't know, my friend. Good question. We'll let people ponder that one. I want to take a quick break now because okay. the players here are going to come on the ice in about 10 minutes for warm-up, and then I presume it's going to get much louder. So let's me, uh, let me do a quick break, and then we'll come back and continue on the discussion of what's going on in college hockey coast-to-coast. Coast. We'll be right back. Okay. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC Hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA Hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day of work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack is taking spaghetti and meatballs the classic Italian comfort food to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, pause for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. From the nchc.tv studios, this is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey coast to coast indeed it is college hockey coast to coast scott strandy with you tonight in san jose california where i think the power's still out in about 30 percent of the city after the storms of last night my co-host as always on that big beautiful estate on long island new york where there's never any worry about power 
It just keeps on rolling and flowing. And Matt Coronado did confirm with me that the estate does exist. So we know that. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Uh, who are you talking about? <laughs> I have to keep checking on you by saying, how are you? Because I know sometimes the uh, servants just forget that you're down in the basement. Um, yeah, okay. I No. Don't, don't have the slightest idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, I have too much fun. Uh, somebody should stop paying me for all this fun. Well, yeah, they should, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> and if somebody has paid me, I'd like to know who it is. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes two of us. Anyway, um, <laughs> we always got room for more partners and sponsors. Sure. And By the way, I had a chance to sit in on the uh, state of the AHL, if you will, the uh, Q&A with uh, AHL President Scott Hauser. Um, right. And I didn't get I didn't get the opportunity to get the question in, but I was going to get his thoughts on just how good these college players are making the American Hockey League. Because when you look around uh, me right now, there are a lot of talented college hockey players that are going to be entering the ice in just a minute. Oh, yeah. Well, sounds like uh, somebody's excited about it there with the, the alarm going off in the background. <laughs> well, that's just for me walking into the building. Well, that's what I figured, but, you know. So, anyway, um, let's get back to talking college hockey here for a little bit. Um, the bean pot going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Northeastern over Harvard. Harvard having a down year, let's just be honest. They're having a down year. Maybe Northeastern, too, a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, any surprises North with that, or did you expect this kind of a close game between those two schools? Well, I always expect every game in this tournament to be a battle. There are very there are not a lot of blowouts in this in this in this in this thing. I mean um you know it's you're sitting there and, and you're talking about right you're talking about the four schools that are what about eight miles apart somewhere in that neighborhood and you know, it's just you can feel the intensity for a regular season game when you watch. But, you know, again, and I like the format. You know, they make it where if you won the – if you were in the championship game one year, you, you, play, you play the same team next year so that you don't have a repeat final time after time after time. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's good you know. stuff. So, who's playing right now, Paul? Uh, well, they're doing the anthem for BC and BU. Again. <laughs> well, did they not just play? They did play two, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> just checking. Yeah, um, no, I get it. So, uh, another big weekend of, of hockey coming up in the uh, NCHC. And I say big only because it's, it's two series. But they're both really big series. I guess every series from now on out in the NCHC is going to be important, but Omaha and Western Michigan in Western Michigan are at Western Michigan. St. Cloud State at Miami. All of these, I guess Miami may be a little bit too far back, but certainly Omaha, Western, and St. Cloud all have to win. That's three out of four teams that have to win. We know that can't happen. 
Well, no, but again, you know, not just for the standings, but if you're Western and and Omaha and 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 St. Cloud, you're you're talking about pairwise too, because they're all in that sort of bubble area. Omaha, uh, St. Cloud, Western. Uh, Western's a little bit more secure at at, at eleven, but St. Cloud is fifteen. Uh, and Omaha is 18 with CC stuck in the middle there. So the, 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 these are big games uh, for those guys because if they want to make sure they have a spot in the tournament, that regardless of what happens in the conference tournament, they need wins. So that means that North Dakota, Colorado College, Denver, and Minnesota Duluth have the bye week. And I think all four of those schools are pretty thankful to have a bye week right now. I think now. they are too. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that they, 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 they are uh, happy to have that as well. Um, you know, it just means that uh, the week after that, it'll be reversed. Uh, Denver will play at Duluth and North Dakota will be at CC. And those will be huge games at Ed Rosen Arena. You know, um, but uh, as you sit here, right, uh, especially Denver didn't play very well in their last game, right? Uh, you get North Dakota, who's been uh, consistent as they have vaulted to the top of the conference standings, but they've played a bunch of emotional games in a row, followed by... Uh, you know, a, a road series. So I'm sure that they're pretty happy to have the weekend off too. And, and we know that, uh, and we talked about this last night too, that Fairbanks traveling to Tempe, uh, and we don't know about suspensions yet, so we'll try to keep you up to date on that. But uh, Fairbanks coming to Tempe, this is do or die for Arizona State. We've talked about that over and over again, but I don't think people maybe totally grasp the fact that there is no room for error for an 18, 6, and 6 team to make the tournament. Which I think is total BS, but that's yeah. Well, what do you know? You want to know everything I know, or well, that wouldn't take very long. The players are coming on the ice, and the fans that are here that's already great. are pretty excited to see them. By the way, those jerseys look pretty darn sharp. I thought they did a great job with the jerseys. Riley Tufty was playing around with his gloves. He's going. That's the hardest part about coming to these. All-Star Games is get, having to put on new equipment because they have matching gloves, helmets, uh, jerseys, socks, pants, all of that. And he said the gloves are the hardest because they're just really. Stiff. They said they're just stiff. really aren't they? they that's kind of weird because you know, I mean, baseball gloves used to be the same way, but now you can buy a glove that's you know now you buy gloves. Not that they're broken in exactly the way you want them, but they're not stiff, and it doesn't take you forever to, to get them, yeah, well, to, to break them in. Well, I can tell you, Riley came in, the first thing he did was grab his gloves and put them on. Uh, I went to shake his hand and take his glove off because he was already checking them out. He said, I got to go put them on the dryer, see if I can heat them <laughs> up a little bit, put them a little bit more flexible. So it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I get that. I don't, you know, and I'm sure they'll be happy to take them home when they're done. But, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I assume that they're all based off the sharks theme in colors. Yeah, you are correct. They're, uh, they're white and teal and black and, and teal. Black. And um, they do have some sharks all-star logo on the shoulders. I don't, I don't know what cool. the fourth color would be, but uh, white, black, teal, and maybe a little gray or silver. Okay. All right. Well, it has to be something, right? I mean, um, well, the goaltenders look good, though. Yeah. They're on masks and they're on pads, so that, that's pretty and, cool. And by the way, let's 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 you know, people don't people don't remember. I'll, I'll put probably... a picture or two out tonight on Twitter, and my my good friend Mike Zytek is here. Uh, from Mike Zytek Photography and Photos, uh, taking pictures for us down here. So I will keep that uh, that stream going as well. Make sure everybody gets a chance to see what these guys look like. Yeah, you know that. I mean, the Sharks, I mean, you know, when they came into the NHL, even before they even played their first game, you know, they were the – not that the other teams didn't take it seriously, but I don't think other teams – realize just how much the merchandising of your team colors etc would be uh, a profit center for them Uh, because you know anybody that's been around long enough remembers that the sharks were their 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 merchandise and their stuff was off the charts in terms of sales those especially the first few years um where they were up with the big boys you know where their yeah, stuff yeah. Was, was not just not just in terms of hockey but in sports general yeah not no doubt about it the shark is still a very familiar and very popular uh you see them obviously all over here but yeah. um one other thing i want to point out josh Domar number 75 tonight because his uh his locker mate, if you will, Rocco Gamaldi, also wears 91, and, and Josh deferred to Rocco well, with that's a 91, a and is wearing 75. Seniority matters. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's what that's what we're seeing going on here. Okay, other big other big matchups going on this weekend. Uh, that Arizona State and Fairbanks one, absolutely huge. And um, does Fairbanks have a shot, Paul? Is there anything that Fairbanks can do tournament? at this point? Yeah, to get into the tournament. Is there Probably anything not. at all they can do? Probably not. Okay, here come the darts from Fairbanks going like, what well, are you saying? I, listen, I don't I, – I, I'm not a math major, but if, if ASU has to go 8-0 to have a, to a reasonable shot, I, I don't know what Fairbanks can do being 25. At 12, 10, and 2. Can, can you hear the ambiance behind me? A bunch of sticks clacking? Yeah, that's, no, that's all good. I don't have okay. a problem with that. <laughs> anyway, they're getting their warm-ups in now. But, uh, yeah, I think I think this is just absolutely huge. And I think Fairbanks wants to prove that last year wasn't a fluke and that they're a really good team and maybe – um, as you say, won't get into the tournament or no chance to get in the tournament at this point, but they still want to finish strong. Of and course. I think they would be more than happy to eliminate Arizona State from contention. Absolutely. I mean, let's, we, 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 we get the, the target on the back. We get it. 
So. so, so that's what's going on here. What's going on with our friends from Air Force? Because that's another huge series in Atlantic hockey. Oh, well, do they even play this weekend? They probably do. Uh, they're hosting Sacred Heart, so that is a big series. Big, big series. And you did say hosting, so that so, means they're at the Springs. Yes. Yep. Okay, and there's probably going to be some snow at the Springs based on this weather pattern that's happening going from uh, Southern California straight on up to Colorado. Yeah, no, uh, don't, don't, I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> Maybe it'll be headed your way. No, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, um, so that series, Paul, we know that, that Air Force needs to make up for last weekend if they can. Because last weekend really hurt. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you just you can't, um, you know, you just, you know, you're on a roll and you're trying to get home ice and. And 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 you drop a couple, I you know, especially a game you kind of thought you had, being up or being up three early. I think I said that last night. I was saying all along, I'm going like, oh my goodness, Frank's he's got these guys going. They're gonna win this thing. And then all of a sudden, I look and they're behind. Right. Exactly. You know, I said. So is is that parody, Paul, or is that? Is that just one team outplaying another? Uh, the way that's the word we use every week, right? Parody. Well, it's truthful, and I I think it's the same thing here at the AHL level. I think there's a tremendous amount of parody, at least out here in the West. But um, in NCAA hockey, the teams just keep getting better, and the the better teams get. It's like I was saying with ASU and Lindenwood last weekend. Arizona State did not lose. They tied and won, but um, guess what? Lindenwood tied uh, Wisconsin a few weeks earlier. So, you know, I mean, it's just parody, and that's why the pairwise frustrates me, and I'm not going down that. You will tomorrow when we have more time. Okay, so who else we got playing this weekend that we need to talk about from coast to coast? Well, let's see. Right now, by the way, BU has the early lead uh, in uh, in in their game against uh, BC. Just so would that be just, uh, just a little revenge know. going on here now, where BU is going to say, you know what, we'll take it to you in the bean pump. We'll take home that nice. Well, I'm sure that that's you know that that's part of the deal. And Macklin Celebrini just, I mean, just holy smokes, he just ripped one. Now I know that. People won't hear this till after the game's over, most likely. But wow, he just went top shelf on a one timer that goalie had n- Jacob Fowler had no shot at none. And that's not your Even average little... goalie we're talking about, Jacob Fowler. No, no. I mean, it just again, though, I'll say it again: these guys go down way too early. I can't wait <laughs> to have that conversation next week. Oh, here we go. Can't wait Paul to have Hornstein, that I'm the goal, goaltending coach. Well, you know, hey, um, you know, if everything works out, you know, I'll be able to have this argument on the podcast with somebody I argue regularly about. Yeah, this. let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. That'll be you know with, that with will the be goalies. fantastic. You know, 
So. so stay tuned for that update. As soon as we have confirmation, we'll start talking about it because next Monday could be a fun night. Um, for people in Boston yeah. and Arizona State. For what? Oh, well, no, I'm not. Boston I'm, uh, and Tempe. Listen, it's, it, it'll be Bean Pot Championship night, and I want to get the flavor. Yeah, I get it. Well, I can tell you the flavor. From, from somebody that's in, in there. <sighs> you want me to start talking about the Colorado College tie? No, maybe we can talk about a list, though. It is Monday. Yeah. What list do we have, Paul? Tell us about the Super 16. Well, no, that's your job. It's just my job to tell you how wrong you might be. I'm that's all you. good and everything, except I have to try to find it because you sent it to me. Ugh. But I'm uh, I'm standing. I sent it to you yesterday, right by the way. Yesterday, I'm standing in an arena right now, and uh, it's not readily accessible. Uh, can I say that because I have not seen it yet? Um, on my you phone and the phone that I'm using yesterday. I know, but the phone that I'm using the podcast with is is the one that's got it on, and I'm a little nervous to flip away from it right now because if I do, I'm not sure I'm going to come back to you. But let me give it a shot. Let me see if I can find it. I got uh, it. Well, I got okay. it. We're oh, going to give it a shot. Here we go. Okay. I got to do this quickly because there's going to be a horn sounding. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you have Boston College. At number one, right. uh, North Dakota two, Boston right. University three, right. Quinnipiac four. I see a right. nineteen, a twenty, a seventeen, and a nineteen win team. I'm okay with that. I think you got the four right. Well, listen, there were there were you know there weren't a lot of changes, but you know, a little here and there. I hear him. Um, you know. A little surprised that you have Denver Pioneers still at five. Uh, yeah, so that debacle they had, but they are an 18 win team, so I'll take that. But again, now but, you've gone crazy again on me again. But uh, there were a lot of splits last weekend, I know. But you've gone crazy on me again. What you I have do. Providence at number six with 15 wins, right. eight losses, two ties. Greg Powers would like to have a word with you because okay. they have 18 wins, six losses, and six ties. Right? How does that compute, my friend? Well, you know. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't compute. Just consistency. It. It's a matter of consistency. Okay, that, that's what it is. Because eighteen wins is not consistent. I get it. Clearly uh, not. Number seven, you have Michigan State with eighteen wins now, and then uh, number eight, you have Maine at seventeen five and two. They're catching up with the teams. They got seventeen wins, so I don't have as much problem with that. But now here's where I got the problem. Number nine, Wisconsin. Number nine, Wisconsin, Paul Hornstein. They also have 20 wins. Right. Six losses, two ties. How did they end up at number nine? Well, again, they have not been as consistent lately as they were at the start of the season. Okay. Um, now, now you've really flipped out as well on me. You have the Michigan Wolverines at number 10 with a 14-9-3 and three mark. 14 yes. wins. They shouldn't even be in the top 20. Much less the top 16. Well, you're probably uh, okay. right. You could be right. Uh, number 11, you have Colorado College at 16, 9, and 1. Okay, not bad. Um, the Gophers got them yeah, probably a little high, but I'll take them there at 12. It's a lot, listen, 16, it's a lot higher than I want them. <laughs> um, and then we look at Cornell, 13, 4, and 4. I know. I know. Ivy League. I know. 
Eventually, they'll get to 17 wins. Maybe. Uh, 14, you have UMass. 14, 7, and 3. I'm still not sure about them. Western Michigan is 16, 9, and 1. It's holding down 15. And Arizona State, 18, 6, and 6. That You've got them in as a sentimental ball. Right now, that's a sentimental. That's not fact. If they're an 18-win team, they need to be up uh, somewhere in the 8-9 range, not down at number 16. But that's sentimental. You just don't want to be called a homer. Well, I, I mean, do I think talent-wise that they should be higher? Yeah. Well, then but, what's the problem? They got 18 wins. Again, you know, they're just coming off a three-game losing streak. They have 18 wins. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't doesn't don't you play to win the game? Um. No. You play you to play, you, you, you play, play to, to improve your pairwise. <laughs> That's the only sport in all of the world that plays for a computer instead of plays to win games. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely off. Well, we're gonna see, right? I mean, again, we know that. They're going into a league next year, but I mean, I know that I would like to keep uh, the the argument alive that they probably need to tweak the pairwise. Well, there's no reason I, we I, can't I keep wanna... it alive. It's just that we're not going to have any success with it. <laughs> well, that's true. We, we wouldn't have had. We'll any be success talking about it. We'll be screaming about it. And I'm not sure, Paul, how many teams at least next year will be at the point that Arizona State was this year, and. And that that will that will weaken the argument because if teams aren't winning uh, like Arizona State is right now, they're they're not going to be in contention whether they're in a league or not. So somebody, some independent, Lindenwood, Long Island, one of the Alaskas, Stonehill, somebody has to take the reins of this thing for the independents and run with it, put well, together. And and I I'm leaning like two teams year. that I think have a shot. And I think it's Long Island and Linden. Uh, no. No disrespect to the Alaskas, but listen to me. Long Island and Lindenwood play. Uh, it's a lot easier for them to play top competition week in and week out because they're in the lower 48. And like it or not, the Alaskas will always have that problem because they can't get teams to go there and they have to rely on uh, their travel. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see what they have to do for scheduling next year now that they lose ASU in terms of yeah, that's, being able to that's schedule a bunch two of Two home, games. two away for both of them. Yeah, yeah. It'll be very interesting. Are they going to make up those games with the other teams and how they're going to do it? Okay, and uh, on my final note here, um, will ASU next year, will they continue to play the Alaskas or will they pick up other independents? Cause we know their schedule is going to be locked in with the NCHC. We know that, but who will they pick when they just have a limited number? Because there's still a number of big 10 teams that need to come and play them at home. And yeah, do they no want idea. to continue to play home games like they did? Certainly not at the pace they're at the last two seasons, but they found out that that has not been helpful. Well, I, I'll be, I be, like I said, that's also, a, a curious thing what will happen with ASU schedule because uh, I, I think and I don't quote me on this I, I think I heard 
Uh, Eric Larson said that they're not playing ASU next year, but that's because of the fact that they had to deal with the conference schedule for the first time. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they'll be back. Now, like I said, I don't hold me to this. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna hold you with it, but I may see Eric this weekend. If I you might, if I um, you can ask him, and I'll ask him point blank. Yeah, um, like I said, so that'll be amongst the curiosities, and and how are they gonna, and how are the two Alaska schools gonna make up those games? Because of the fact that ASU already being on the West Coast, um, and we know that because the coaches on all, you know, on all three spots have said. That you know, going from there to Phoenix is and vice versa is pretty simple. Yep, just long. Totally agree with you. Well, um, I'm gonna let you end it a little early because I gotta go get some food before this thing kicks oh, off. Yeah. Well, they don't, the, uh, what they're not bringing it to you, they're gonna close the media meal here in uh 22 Whatever. minutes. So they're I gotta bring it. I'm yeah, surprised take it away. I brought friend. it to you. <laughs> no, <sighs> I don't have service seems... like it there. Whatever, yeah. From the NCHC.TV studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., NCAA Hockey Resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top, lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, delivery is made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That is ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a big thank you to Matt Coronado, Josh Doan, Riley Tufty for uh, giving us a few minutes of their time today. Uh, the AHL All-Star Game is about to begin in about 20 minutes or so. And Paul Hornstein will put his feet up, have a land shark, maybe have the summer skates on, and be watching on NHL Network, I am certain, correct? Well, yeah, I'll be flipping. The <laughs> Islanders are playing tonight. Oh, oh, the Islanders are playing. Okay. Uh, we so understand your loyalties. Yeah, yeah, we understand yeah. your loyalties. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.